could watch. Yo, 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 what is up, everyone? It is, what, week five, I believe? Week five, correct? We're in, correct. Week five. We're in week five, everyone. Nights. And last week, we saw the defeating of the undefeateds. Mike Y and Young Guns finally bow out of being undefeated, unfortunately. And... We've seen now Hakeem's Crescent City Hot Boys take three straight losses. That is devastating. Will he be able to resurrect himself and come back hot with the Hot Boys? We'll find out. And then Byers, Taylor Swift's Swifty Johnsons are on a three-game winning streak. The hottest team in the neighborhood watch league right now. And then over to waivers with Ricky. We'll start with Ricky spending $72 on two players, 51 on one and 21 on the other one. He won out Damian Williams of the Chicago Bears and his reluctant Chenault that he dropped back on his team for $21. How you feeling about those guys, Ricky? ecstatic i feel like everyone was sleeping on them i think if everyone did actually bid and were paying attention this year i probably should not have gotten these players back they are going to give me an edge throughout the bye weeks and i am glad to have them back and i'm glad to finally have an actual bears player on my team that's going to be very pivotal to real life bears football nice are there any other waiver pickups, drops that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, Deshaun Watson, it was dropped. I don't know what news changed. Uh, Deshaun Watson's been out, stayed out, but yet I guess uh, maybe he was a little out too much this week. Maybe his outing was a little bit worse. So I guess he's finally out of uh, Toon Squad squad. <laughs> Yeah, I think a lot of people were thinking that he was going to go to the Philadelphia Eagles, and that is, did not happen. Uh, a bunch of speculated reports were saying that, and then uh, nothing happened. So, swing and a miss there. Yeah, and this being week five, we actually have four games that are played. And uh, I know Greg's a big fan of looking at the standing section in the ESPN League. Uh, there's actually percentages for playoffs. And uh, lo and behold, some of the top players that are destined for playoffs are SELSU, my dogs, Taylor Swift Johnson, which is a big surprise, at 72%, and then uh, TMNT, 74%. That means these guys are pretty much locked in as long as they don't uh, start losing. But uh, I feel like that happens every time. So, Greg, what do you make of these standing projections? Because you should be way lower than you are, but you're you're you have basically a fifty-fifty chance with a slight edge. Probably just from being the commissioner, you can like you know get away with stuff. But what's your take on being a sixty percent favorite to make the playoffs? 
Uh, it changes every week. Week uh, two, I was a 90-some percent, so how crazy does it change? Throughout? Well, so, yeah, I guess that will happen if you uh, have an incomplete team just go to the hospital. Yep. <laughs> I wonder if that's actually what it's doing. I wonder if it's looking at how much injuries you have or if it's, I don't think it's by win losses only. I think it's based off I, of I think it's who pretty... you actually have that's worth something on your team. Yeah. I think it's based off of just, yeah, the projections on what they project for the rest of the season and the ebb and flow of who's injured on your team and then who you get rid of and who you add. So, and yeah. who starts the standing thing the standings uh tab is pretty awesome because if i look at the standings and i go by points uh forced and i click on the highest you know you can really see who the top team is the one that scores the most points joe joe kerwin's team? uh joe's joe's uh isn't he number one or sixth no no he's not i thought you said he was number one no, he's number one to make uh, playoffs, but it's actually Heartliners has scored the most points. Oh. Followed by Shane and then Mike and then Cody. Probably because he had 180 points against me last week. But Anything to find a way to talk about your team, huh? Yeah. Just the successful teams just get talked about in this show. Well, let's talk about some successful teams and the matchups we got this week. Let's go to the Week 5 matchups. Matchups, matchups. Sure. Hey, I like matchups. Let's start off with the Littles. The Littles. Battle to the death. Dirty Randys versus Toon Squad. They were once cousins and also accomplices in the greatest heist of the draft when they grabbed Travis Etienne and J.K. Dobbins. They were thick as thieves, but now they face off this week. Greg, who shall be the victor? Well, as these conspiring mice that they are, rats, whatever. <laughs> uh, Nick's got a great head. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nick's got a great head start here with DK showing out. Um, looks like. You can tell your dad joke about DK losing his um, Russell Wilson. Yeah, it doesn't really affect him this week, but I believe uh, going forward without Russell Wilson, it's not going to be DK Metcalf. It's going to be DK Decaf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so good. That's a that's a dad joke for all you dads out there. You can use that. I know Dusty will reuse that one. Um, yeah. Shane will probably too. So, it's good. As he's drinking his decaf. What you got in there? Uh, some decaf Captain Morgan? Yeah, I gotta get liquored up for these because I got a little bit of stage fright. And this gives me uh, liquid courage. So back to the Littles matchup. We got DK Metcalf, who's scored 24 points in last night's affair. Uh, it's a good head start for Nick. Uh, I think going across the way, Stefan Diggs will be able to do some damage on Sunday night against Kansas City at Kansas City. Uh, so I th I don't know. I think that uh, that's pretty you know square. But to look at the rest of 
the teams, I think it's a pretty even and going to be a close matchup. I mean, you're looking at teams who have had injuries and have some players that uh, haven't really been performing. So, And we've talked all season long about Nick's team, you know, we're not sure like what Nick is doing on his team. I think Nick's still trying to figure that out as he rosters five tight ends and seventeen quarterbacks. Um, it's a uh, it's been rough sledding for Nick figuring out who's gonna be at the helm for him and then who's gonna <laughs> who's gonna be his tight end. Um, but yeah, overall, I'm gonna have to give this one to Nick. I think uh, I don't think that. Um, the latter half of the uh, Dirty Randys, Josh Jacobs, Jacoby Myers, and Hunter Renfro are all going to really do too well on Sunday. Um, Josh Jacobs and Hunter Renfro are going to be playing against the Chicago defense. Uh, Josh Jacobs has been banged up. I I, uh, would expect that to be exploited a little bit. And then uh, Jacoby Myers, I think anybody on the New England team is kind of an aloof. Uh, same thing with going across the way towards Nick's uh, Damian Harris. Uh, I just I don't trust anybody on that New England team. What about you, Rick? Yeah, I mean, this, this match is uh, pretty interesting. It's pretty impactful for me, uh, to say the least. Uh, I actually have Dirty Randy's in my uh, division, and it's a deadlock for a second. We're all two and twos. I, I do like Nick's team uh, to win this. Uh, I'll tell you why. I think his matchups just look great. Kirk Cousins going against Detroit Lions. That should be very uh, high scoring for Kirk Cousins. Should probably get a lot of easy touchdowns. Aaron Jones versus the Bengals defense. You know, what defense? But the real shaker, the real thing that will make Nick so happy is that the tight end he has, Kyle Pitts, is going to be going against the Jets. And a little bird told me that Calvin Ridley's not going to be able to make it. So you just take all those targets, you take all that production from uh, Calvin Ridley, and you give it to Kyle Pitts in this game. And I think uh, you're going to have yourself probably the one, number one tight end of the week versus, you know, Chad's ultra awesome tight end, Travis Kelsey. I think that matchup, between the tight ends right now, it looks like it's pretty one-sided, but I think Kyle Pitts is going to really over-perform uh, that projection of 8.7 and basically kind of cancel out the Travis Kelsey uh, math here. Meanwhile, uh, Chad's team, I'm not really like what I'm seeing with Miles Sanders. I think there's a definitely a decline happening uh, in Philadelphia. That's why I'm kind of a little bit worried and concerned about Chad's team. Like in a way where I'm like worried that, you know, I'm worried that, you know, he's not going to be able to make his, you know, triple crown championship run that uh, I know he was really looking forward to. Uh, And then he's got a lot of just regular guys, you know, Hunter Renfro, Jacoby Myers. They're not going to be knocking off a big thing. They're not going to be making a big splash play as far as I can tell. And I think, I thought Josh Jacobs was hurt. Yeah. But... I think it's pretty unanimous that we're thinking that uh, Nick pulls up the quote-unquote upset uh, with how the projections are. Greg, is there anything to optimize for either one of these uh, combatants? Uh, I don't know. I guess you could do 
you know, you can find your way into getting Hunter Renfro in there or even Dallas Goddard. Like, hasn't Dallas Goddard done well, like, every week? Like, I feel like that guy has been touchdown dependent, but he's been getting those touchdowns. Not recently. I think Zach Ertz has been actually doing better as the tight end. As strange as that sounds. Yeah. So last week he got one, but uh, since then he hasn't got one since uh, week one. But, uh, yeah, 14 points last week. So, yeah. uh, I don't know. One of those guys for uh, Chad, if not maybe both, or even uh, Rondell Moore. He's he's pretty spicy as well. And then Nick's – I think Chad has basically put in the people that have really floats but not really high ceilings. And then I see a bunch of people on the bench that could really blow up Rondell Moore, Kenny Galladay, Antonio Brown, Chase Claypool. These guys all go for big touchdowns at any given moment. But I think uh, Chad's kind of playing a risk-adverse game. But sometimes when you play prevent defense like this, sometimes you give up the big one anyway. So Yeah. And then it just you depends. You got to risk for the biscuit. Just depends on uh, going across the Knicks optimizations, you know. Uh, Mark Andrews, who knows what he's going to be able to do or not do against Indy, so that's like always going to be a roll of the dice for him is to start the two tight ends that he drafted or or not, um, and then um, Elijah Mitchell. If what's going on in that running backfield, like or in that backfield rather, like. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't look like he's been playing. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I just think Nick's got the the tight end thing, and he's figuring it out, and he's playing Pitts, which is the right one against the Jets. And then, does Mark Andrews deserve the bench spot over Marvin Jones and over Corey Davis and over Damian Harris? It's a tough one. And it's one that he's been wrestling with all season and will continue to because <laughs> it's such a high. Yeah, don't even mention Justin Herbert, like a top seven quarterback being benched. I know Kirk Cousin has the matchup, but. Yeah, the matchup makes it. I don't know if he has the pedigree. I think it's, I think it's, uh, it's there. Especially since, I mean, he's got, right. he's got good targets, you know. Kirk Cousins got both Thielen and Jefferson and then, uh, Oh, the other guy. Conklin. Um, well, yeah, there's the tight end, but I'm talking about the third wide receiver. He's pretty good, too. Um, Joe picked him up. I think it's like Osnu or something like that. Uh, probably not. I don't know. I forget. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, everybody knows that guy's name. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about you? Are you thinking of any? Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, the next matchup. I can't help but laugh because these guys bring so much joy in this league. It's going to be the 3-1 and one duel. Both these combatants have been 3-1. and one. They are both first in their own respective divisions. This could be a conference championship preview match. We have Monster Magicians versus SCLSU Mud Dogs. Greg, take it away. Yeah, looking at these guys, it, it hurts to have 
Russell Wilson only gets you 11 points. I had that last week with Tom Brady, and it was, you know, it led to my demise. Um, then you have Cooper Cup, who's been a fucking all-star, rocking it. And this is, I believe, his lowest scoring affair in week five here. Nope, last week was with eight points. But, yeah, 12 points isn't that bad, though. But for your all-star um, wide receiver, he kind of hurts. But looking at the rest of his team, I like his team a lot. James Robinson, Nick Chubb. He's got Schultz in there for the Dallas tight end. It's good. T. Higgins. I like it. I like his matchups. Uh, yeah. I like everything else he's got going. And then he's got Brandon Cooks, who's been a, a great um, receiver throughout the year. So, uh, yeah, he's got, he's got plenty to choose from or optimize. Um, I think he's doing the right thing, though. Uh, across the way with Luke. Hawkinson's got a good matchup, I think. I mean, he's like really the only target that is, I think, consistent for t uh, Detroit. And then, uh, yeah, Mike Evans, C.D. Lamb, Thielen. They all have good matchups. So, yeah, this is a tough one to, to say. And uh, as far as optimizations go for the magicians, like there's not much there. Uh, but yeah, I just it's it's a tough one because the Russell Wilson, eleven points, but I keep doing it. I'm gonna go against Luke Williams here, and I'm gonna say the Mud Dogs pull it off. But it's gonna be a close one. It's gonna be tight. Close, uh, you would expect actually to have a CLS McHugh to be kind of down in the projections, yet they're still projected to win. I think a big evening of this was probably due to the Calvin Ridley being out, surprisingly not making the trip to London. But looking at it, Luke's team, it, it looks like his start sits were pretty easy. It looks like his bench doesn't really have the same firepower that uh, Mike Wise uh, bench has. So it kind of leaves a little bit to be desired. But, I mean, for what he has, they all look like they can be producers. I just don't know if it's going to be able to knock off uh, the rest of the star power of Mike Wise. That being said, you would think that star power really would come from Russell Wilson and Cooper Cup. Jalen Hurts does have the potential to be doing 30 points, so I can easily see Jalen Hurts having a 30-point game because you can't really uh, – well, I mean, it's the Panthers. They've been good three weeks and then pretty bad that last week. I had the foresight to bench them. They got zero points on defense, so – Jalen Hurts could face that same defense, and maybe Dallas kind of unveiled how to actually attack that defense. Uh, I think Jalen Hurts has enough uh, potential to be able to do well against them. I'm going to pick Monster Magicians, even though I really don't want to because they are leading my division. Hoping uh, I can reverse jinx this team by voting for the person that I don't want to win so that when I'm wrong, like I normally am, it actually helps me this time. Optimizations, ah, uh, man. Jamar Chase, Brandon Cooks on the bench. 
It just seems wrong. <laughs> I don't know what you do. You know, I would actually probably be sitting Antonio Gibson here. <laughs> as strange as it seems, uh, Washington defense doesn't really have a defense. <laughs> I think New Orleans runs it up, and I don't think they're going to be running the ball. I think they're going to be throwing the ball to catch up with New Orleans. And that does not really make Antonio Gibson a really good play. Plus, he has some injury concerns. I believe he's like a fractured shin or something stupid. A good point. I think maybe this would be the time to put Jamar Chase in and just hope for a T. Higgins, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase fireworks show. So that's probably what I would do. But, you know, what I said, Luke's going to win. Because I'm going to count on that reverse jinx to help me out. <laughs> reverse jinx. Next matchup. Next matchup. Let's go. We've got, oh my gosh, it's like a Freaky Friday. It's three and one. Taylor Swift Johnson versus the one and three. Hard lucky. They do have inverse uh, records, as you can see, Greg. But do you think it's going to be that easy to tell who's going to win this week's matchup? Wow. Such eloquence there. Um, it is actually hot, hard to see that Shane is only has one win so far. It's hard to see. Shane's team is really good. <laughs> Shane's team is way better than they're playing. <laughs> oh yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so, and Byers' team is proving to get the wins and everything, and he's got you know Austin Eckler leading the way. I think he's the number one, number two back yeah number two back in the fantasy right now he's doing good and then yeah cordell patterson who knew with this guy you know number three so he's got the number two and he's got the number three running backs in fantasy football right now uh it's tough to beat and then he also picked up sam darnold right and sam darnold has been crushing it since the exit yeah. of CMC, Sam Darnold, I believe, has rushed for two consecutive games with two running touchdowns, I believe. Math. It's crazy. Yeah, he has. It's fucking ridiculous. Um... Which should have gone to Chuba Hoba, but uh, Chuba Hoba. But anyway, getting back to this matchup, I, it's so hard to see Shane losing this one. I mean, you got Derrick Henry, King Henry, going against Jacksonville, and he should run all over Jacksonville. And then Keenan Allen has a great matchup in Cleveland, and. I don't know. Tyler Boyd, though, mm. it hurts having. He's got three, two IR guys just hanging out there on the bench. He could put them in the IR slots and grab some other guys. Manuel Sanders should actually find his way to the to the lineup, and maybe that's where, you know, you take Tyler Boyd out. <laughs> 
and put Emmanuel Sanders in there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I would like to give this one to Shane, but something's just telling me that Byer's going to run away with this one. So I'm going to go with Byer on this one. I like his lineup and the matchups that he's getting as well. I think Sam Darnold does well in uh, in the Philly game. But uh, I'm going to be rooting against Bayer just because he's in my division and we're tied in the division. But I'm going Bayer in this one. Cool, cool. I am uh, saying the word cool because it's the opposite of hot, which is the opposite of where I'm trying to lead you to think who I'm going to pick, which it's going to be Hot Locket. Hot Locket's going to win this one. And uh, it's not a big mystery why. I believe... The Derrick Henry versus Jacksonville is just screaming a 50 or 40 point day for Derrick Henry. I don't care how good Austin Eckler was able to go against whatever team he is. He's going against the Browns. That's the biggest delta right there. The Browns defense is way better than the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Derrick Henry's a way better running back than Austin Eckler. And if you think Sam Darnold's going to hold a candle to Lamar Jackson and his excellence, well, then you're going to be very sadly mistaken. Sam Darnold oh my God. has played well. But Lamar Jackson is just better. You said he sucked. <laughs> I said nothing of the sort. We're all hot locket. And I love that it. That guy has no back. Plus, George Kittle's hurt. I don't. I don't think he's gonna play. I think that's gonna be a big problem for this guy. <laughs> this fucking guy. Um, Chase Edmonds. Uh, I think is low key very good. I think he'd be able to knock off DeAndre Swift. And here's the other X factor. Everyone's all talking about Cordell Patterson. What about Mike Davis, the other X running back that used to be a Bear? This matchup is Mike Davis's show. It's against the Jets. This is one of the few times you're ever going to see Atlanta Falcons being able to be in the lead. And they're going to be socking it away with the most lumbering, slow-moving running back you've ever seen this side of Mississippi. And it's Mike Davis, not Cordell Patterson. Basically, and Justin Tucker for like 360-yarders. It'd be great. Well, I hope you're right. Yeah. I went my not lock it winning. I have no real skin in the game. They're both out of my division, I believe. Yeah. So I got a question for really you not. real quick oh, before ahead. we move on. In just not looking at the computer at all right now, do you know who Tim okay, Patrick is? Yes. Oh, you do? Okay. Do you know who Kadarius Tooney is? Yes. Oh. Who does Tooney play for? Giants. You just looked at the fucking computer. <laughs> okay, that's all I wanted to ask. Tim Patrick's for the Denver Broncos. Yeah. Why are you? Are you don't know who these people are that are on this guy's team? I knew who Patrick was. I did not know who Kadarius. Tim Tony Patrick is. is. Here's my. Here's my. Uh, Kadarius Tony is better right now than Tim Patrick because Kadarius Tony is like the only wide receiver for the Giants. It's not her besides Kenny Galladay. So there you go. That's that. Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard are like hurts, right? And then Tim Patrick, he doesn't have Jerry Judy there, so he gets those targets. But 
they have Drew Locke as the quarterback, so Teddy Bridgewater is who you really want throwing the ball. So I think I think Mike Byer has really really been keeping a close eye on the waiver wire. I think he really is able to grab these guys that people probably never heard of. And they're like, these guys are random, but Cordell Patterson was random. And guess what? He's hitting. And this guy's going to be a must start running back, except for this week against the jets because it's a Mike Davis game. Well, you should tell that to our next owner in the next matchup, Crescent city hot boys going against the Cody Hartliner region rats. Two one nine. Because Mike Davis is starting, and you're predicting him to have a big week. Oh, yeah. And you can tell, because Hakeem is actually projected to win this game, and it's not really that close. Six points. Which is a pretty big spread. Am I right, Vegas Lions? Who you got? What do I got? Well, you know, Cody did beat me. I did see the strength of his all-or-nothing strategy of grabbing Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and then just saying fuck it to the rest of the other people on that roster. So it really comes down to, is Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill going to have a good day? And they are going against the Buffalo Bills. And that team can score points. And I believe Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill are going to have another track meet. I believe Cody's coming in this based off of a 40-point, 40-point back-to-back week from those two people that I love-hate. Other than that, I mean, the better team does look to be Akeem, but he's suffering some injuries right now. I know Dalvin Cook is supposed to play, but Dalvin Cook did not look right to me last week. I doubt he's going to be right this week. And A.J. Brown is getting back from a hamstring issue. And those soft tissue issues are pretty hairy. They can flare up. They can re-cramp. They can make you hop real high up in the air like a Christian McCaffrey bunny rabbit. But uh, I I do think it's got to be the all-or-nothing approach that wins it. Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill. I mean, they could bust and the team could easily win, but are you really going to bet against Mahomes? I'm not. So I think Cody's going to win, and I don't think there's any lineup change that can stop that type of firepower that's going to happen this week. Nice. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I like the Buffalo defense, though, and I think that Patty Mahomes and company are going to have some struggles against them. Uh, So that'll be a game that I'm very interested in, and I'm glad that it's a Sunday night game, um, getting that spotlight. I like the play on Tony Pollard going against the Giants. Um, that's a interesting play, but, you know, David Montgomery is hurt, so he's got to sub somebody in there. Not going to be Miles Gaskin. Uh, so, but it could be J.D. McKissick. McKissick's not that bad. I like McKissick, uh, and I also like his new pickup that he got, uh, Kenny Gainwell. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Kenny G, the new Kenny G. Kenny G, yeah, I like it. Um, but yeah, as far as uh, what region rats have going, I like it. I, uh, yeah, I mean, if you had to optimize anything, 
Mm, yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind I, of I a, think it, I an think optimization, it's... but it's more of a addition by subtraction. Uh, you can drop the Washington defense now. I think uh, I think you proved a point, Akeem, that you're a really big fan of that team. But um, the idea of your bench is to have players that and things that can help your team at some point. So I think you need to let go. Yeah. Maybe grab up like Tyler Heineke or um, another Washington player that's doing well. Have you ever seen Tyler Heineke? Have you heard of this guy? Yes. He's badass. He's like playing out of his mind. Yeah. He's great. And he's always. <laughs> he's outperforming like. He's been that way Lamar when he's Jackson. played for Washington. He did well in the playoffs. He's doing well now. Um,. Anyway, back to the region rats and uh, my prediction. Uh, I like the Tony, Tony Pollard play. Uh, it's a good play. <laughs> Looking across the way to the hot boys. Um, yeah, it depends on Delvin Cook being a game-time decision there. Uh, he's getting back A.J. Brown, uh, which is a good play against Jacksonville. Julio Jones will not be on the field, so if A.J. Brown is truly healthy, he'll get some good targets. Uh, Leonard Fournette, I, I don't know. You didn't play him last week, I don't think, and playing him this week against Miami, which Miami isn't really that great of a defense. Um, so, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't see any uh, optimizations too much, but uh, Jared Cook, he had one good week last week. I don't think he'll be able to repeat against Cleveland. Uh, maybe. Crescent City Hot Boys are the team to match up with Toon Squad for a tight end trade there. Um, maybe they can intermingle there and get something going. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think the only thing I disagree with uh, for Hot Boys is is uh, Jared Cook. Uh, Leonard Fournette playing against Miami. You know, I don't really like Fournette being in the backfield because he doesn't get any of the passing downs, but um, it's not a bad play against Miami. And then Mike Davis, as you said, he should strike gold against New York Jets as long as they feed it to him. But having Cordell Patterson out there has been working for the Falcons, so and he's also very versatile, unlike Davis. Davis is more of a bruiser, so... I don't know how many touches he'll be getting, especially if it turns into a shootout, which it could because both these teams are fucking god awful. No, <laughs> no, they're gonna hammer the Jets. The Falcons are not that bad compared yeah. to the Jets. I don't know. We'll We're have both to on see. Cody, right? We're both on the region rats. Uh, no, I'm gonna go with the Hot Boys here. I'm gonna the Hot Boys, even though, yeah. They might get lucky with the uh, our guy in Chicago, Justin Fields, and get some rookie mistakes off him, the Vegas Raiders. But uh, yeah, and that Atlanta and Jets game is an early one, the earliest game of the weekend on Sunday. It's a nine thirty a.m. Eastern time. For us, it's six thirty a.m. There you go. <laughs> All right, so that's one for Region Rats and one for the Hot Boys. Hopefully, hopefully Cook is cooking. We have a one and three Fortnite versus the two and two 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Joe Kerwin's team. Starting off, Joe went to a hot start with quite possibly the best Darrell Henderson I've seen in a game. He showed heart. He showed that he could hurt very quickly, scare people, and then get right back into the game and keep producing. And then Matt Gay, nine points. Not too bad for a kicker. Greg, how do you think Joe is dealing with this early lead, and do you think he'll be able to sustain it to a victory? Uh, yeah, I do. I think this is a, this is a so far so good for Joe. And I like a lot of his matchups so far. Um, Justin Jefferson should be able to feast on Detroit's defense. Um, and Alvin Kamara should be able to do the same thing against Washington uh, in the passing downs. So uh, I think I think he'll be off. I think this is the first time we'll see Robert Tanyan come out and play big going against Seattle or Seattle, Cincinnati rather. Um, so I think it'll be a good day for TMNT. Uh, again, they, uh, they did well last week and got a win and they'll, they'll do it again this week and get that two game winning streak, three game winning streak going. I think it's two games for him, but, uh, yeah, I don't see too much for optimizations for this guy. He's got Jameis Crowder in for the Jets going against Atlanta, uh, I think that's that's fine. The only thing that I might think of doing is throwing uh, Devontae Smith in instead. But, uh, yeah, Osborne was the other guy I was thinking of for the uh, Minnesota Vikings as a wide receiver. He's been doing pretty well. And so is Zach Pascoe for the Colts. Uh, so he's got options. He's definitely got options. Uh, Fortnite. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, is this the game where they come out? It could be and go big. Um, they did it once already. So Cincinnati could be the sequel. They did it against San Fran. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's – Dusty's got one of those teams where you can just set it and forget it, really. I mean, he drafted – all the guys that are in his starting lineup uh, as, you know, not really hitting any of anybody from his uh, bench is what I'm saying. Like, he is still yet to start Darnell Moody, and Darnell Moody has been heating up, if not getting better each week. Um, he, he had his best week last week, I think. Um, but going against Vegas, I think that's – if you needed to look at a – optimization i think that's where you go for the fortnights as you go to mooney but uh, other than that i think tmnt takes it um not many optimizations maybe one on each side um yeah that's my take my spin yeah you know i I was really trying to figure out a way to make joe lose this matchup i just don't see it the only way i see it is kind of like cody you really need the blow up game from aaron Rodgers, maybe three touchdowns Devontae adams get that double touchdown effects and win this game but kyler murray is a very tall order against san francisco with trey lance um 
The only thing with that matchup is I think maybe Trey Lance could possibly turtle and not really and have an answer for them, and then they could just run it out. That's the biggest concern right there. Uh, we got a couple other players and you know we're talking about it in the podcast and you got yeah Gina, the first. <laughs> and so jameson crowder is probably the savviest pickup my god all right so we got ricky uh for tmnt it looks pretty good and uh and we're just going to pause right here. Yeah, Joe basically has a stranglehold on this matchup. Uh, projections are leading him to win. I believe it's because of smart plays like picking up Jameson Crowder. Uh, a target hog for the New York Jets. Going to be a safety blanket for the Zach Meister during the early slate of games. Uh, meanwhile, you see his opponent, it has Robbie Anderson as the answer for Jameson Crowder. And, uh, I don't think Robbie Anderson's really done much of anything despite having opportunities, despite having Christian McCaffrey out. He's still not producing. I don't expect him to produce this week. And it's strange to say, but I think that really could be the key to this matchup. Everyone else looks pretty even. We've said that Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams kind of... Mixing with Kyler Murray, I think Alvin Kamara has a a pretty good opportunity to just smash against the Washington football team. And I think Najee Harris can be the whole offense for the struggling Pittsburgh Steelers. Where it really comes down to is the big delta difference is this flex wide receiver that might usually be an afterthought. And for this one, I think it's very critical that James Crowder is going to Possibly do 10 points more than Robbie Anderson, I would even wager. Optimizations? None for Joe. That I can see easily. But, but I'm dusty, and I actually want to win. I figure out a way to get Robbie Anderson out of my lineup. I look towards... Putting your money on the Mooney or Waddle Waddle. But Joe's going to win. A lot of Waddle. All right. And to our final matchup, to our matchup. Oh, we're playing against each other? The brotherly love matchup. Bestie on bestie. It's a fun yeah, one. I didn't realize this happened. Oh, yeah. I didn't even realize I was playing fantasy football, as you could tell with my lineup. <laughs> Yeah, you know, typically when we're looking at these matchups, we actually have people that are matched up against each other. It looks like uh, half of the band showed up. The other half is still on the bench. And I'm looking at a very confused-looking Greg. Hey, Greg, you understand you got to, like, slot these guys in, right, to, to, to play. Yeah, there's just a lot of cues. In fact, it's a rule. If you don't do it, you O's, get out of the league. D's. <laughs> And some I's and some R's and, you know, some D's. If I didn't already say that. Yeah, yeah, excuses. You know, I have excuses too. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott's questionable and I'm dealing with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You only got one Q over there, bud. Uh, Yeah, 
like you said earlier in the week, it's like I need to go to med school to set my fucking lineup. Well, tomorrow I have set aside some time to uh, do just that and uh, set my lineup after I get some medical advice. You know, a lot of these players are game time decisions and some of them were ruled out today. And uh, we're just going to have to play this one down to the wire as far as who we're going to start and who we're going to keep on the bench. Um, there's also some conflicting things uh, legal lineup-wise that I have to worry about as well, and that's why the lineup is set the way that it is. But you can imagine since uh, Rob Gronkowski has been ruled out, that was determined today, as well as Julio Jones and McCaffrey was downgraded to doubtful from questionable, that those three players will not be in my lineup. So I guess you can just use your imagination that who will I start for my two flexes and at tight end? <laughs> it's uh will obviously be Dawson Knox and probably Chuba Huba and maybe uh AJ Dillon or maybe a Latavius Murray or or Curtis Samuel or Justin Fields, you know. Maybe one of those guys will find their way into the flex spot. But uh, looking over at yours, how do you feel about Robert Woods sitting on the bench with 21 points? That's got to sting. While Matthew Stafford only racks up 18.5 points, which it looked like early he wasn't even going to get. It looked like he was going to get into the teens. Yeah, I mean, it almost looked as bad as Tom Brady's last week's outing when he scored 11 points, but uh, Stafford actually showed up with a touchdown late in that game to make me feel a little bit better about starting him. Can't say it was my favorite Matthew Stafford uh, outing, but I was really glad to see Robert Woods uh, redeem himself after four weeks of being pretty miserable to watch. Uh, So, yeah, no regrets, I think, overall. My other receivers that are in over Robert Woods are really uh, a big step down, and I'm actually expecting a pretty big day uh, from my receivers. And I think that's pretty much the biggest takeaway I can say. I feel like, you know, I was kind of worried about Alex Collins, and I was pretty worried about Chubba Hubbard. But I think maybe Zeke could, could rise to the occasion of besting Alex Collins this week. And I think maybe DJ Moore, who's on a blistering pace, could upset the number 70th wide receiver, Allen Robinson, this week, too. <laughs> but it's really hard for me to figure out how, how I can beat this team of ghosts and of uh, just ghouls and wraiths. It's like it's Halloween over on this team. But, you know, the injury bug does strike us, and... Let the record show, if I could make some of those injuries go away, if I could make Christian McCaffrey (laughs) run again, if I could absorb some of those injuries on my own team and say, no, not Mr. McCaffrey, please spare him. Take LaVisca Chenault instead, you know, or, hey, that punctured lung from Gronk, he doesn't deserve that. Please puncture a lung instead of the Cowboys defense, then... You know, of course I would, but, you know, I just want the record to show that I'm a true sport. I did offer Greg for us to play our backups against each other, and uh, he declined. So 
I think Greg's got some tricks up his sleeve this week. I'm going to be really watching for when he actually has a lineup that I can actually uh, project against. But as a, as it is, I'm a 50-point favorite. So I think 50 points is a bit of a strong number. I think I'll have to side with the hardliners to take it. And uh, optimization's uh, plenty. I can have tons of optimizations. It's just my team gets better and better. It's just you got to make a decision. And sometimes Robert Wood has to sit so that you can have your real starters come out and do even better than 21 points. Yeah. That will be so lucky for you. And, uh, yeah, I'm so thankful for you and your uh, generosity there on the well-being of my players. It's so nice of you and kind and so yeah. sweet and adoring of you. Totally. I know you me- meant every single word with passion yeah. and, you know, your heartfelt woes for them. So, so how about uh, gun to the head? Yeah, you already said you're going to have tight end for Dawson Knox. And who are the other two flex spots? Oh, probably Chuba Huba and uh, – I don't know. Murray? 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 Murray looks good. We can Samuel? Th- we could probably throw in Murray. Yeah, I think I got this game pretty much wrapped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Play any given Sunday, am I right or am I right? That's right. That's why we play, right? I mean, you do, as of now, you look like, you know, you have the surprise guy in... Michael Williams and Kareem Hunt, the guys that you drafted so low but are doing surprises. so high. <laughs> DJ Moore, who's shocking the world right now. And and you shocking the world by just sitting Robert Woods, even though he's played just about the same as uh, Allen Robinson, who's never hit the bench over here on the Young Guns side. But yet the young guns yeah, have. How could he's like one of the only healthy people left? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. But that's all right. They'll be ready, rested, and ready for the end of the season, right when the playoffs come. So. Tom Brady's retirement party. <laughs> <laughs> the whole gather around the cake and we tell them to blow it out. Forty-three. You got to supply the cake, bud. All right, so that's one for Young Guns and one for Hardliners. May the, you pick yourself. May the best <laughs> man win. All right, watch out. He has an illegal lineup right now. He has to correct it. That's true. Got to wait till Sunday. All right, well, that wraps up week five. It looks like we've gone against each other in every matchup except for two. So... Next week, I'll have to come with the uh, calculations on how we've been picking and getting them right throughout the year. Oh, yeah, mine's terrible. Do you have anything else for the the crew out there? Maybe somebody will want to jump on next week. Maybe Joe will be back. Maybe we'll get a person who hasn't been in the league or isn't in the league, rather. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Maybe Kyle Wilson. Maybe Gomes. Maybe Hakeem will finally answer my calls and fucking join us on the podcast. Who knows? Yeah, I would like to see Hakeem. Yeah. 
Or maybe I'll just have to go over to Luke's house or Shane's house and, you know, do a live podcast there with them. Yeah, that'd be good. Give me a break. (laughs) Yes. That would be... That should have done this week, so you couldn't have talked about this matchup. But then again, where's the fun in that? Yeah, I know. And you really want, you know, Greg to rise to the occasion and be a rival. But, you know, it's, it has been 10 years, so. What's been 10 years? Since you've beaten me? No, since you've been in the championship. <laughs> been in the championship? No. Been a champion. Oh, there you go. There, there's a difference. Been in the championship. Sniff the championship. <laughs> Hang on, wait. Where's who was in the playoffs last year and who wasn't? Uh that's right. Oh, you mean COVID year, the pandemic? The heartliners. Yeah. You know, a lot of people were that's sick right. and they opted out. So yeah, is that where yeah, your strategy went? You opted out. Yeah, I yeah. suppose. Uh, I suppose on the the year of the end of days when everyone goes to rapture, you'd be like, "Well, I won that year." Fair <laughs> <laughs> and square, it counts. Uh, if only if Tom were... Brady Cyborg won me the championship. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if there's people to play, you got to play them. And if you don't know how to yeah, play, Cyborgs then... to keep on living and you... long after their prime. Yeah. You talk like you were giving up or weren't even trying last year when you were, and you were close, but just no cigar. You even picked up a David yeah, Montgomery wow. that like was sent to you from the heavens, and you had How did pro- I do that? <laughs> had probably one of the best teams going into the end yeah. of the season, but time just ran out for the Heartliners. Yeah, but you know what? They extended the day, extended the week, made an extra week for Rick to snake in this time. So explain that one. <laughs> All right, and that's our show, everyone, for week five. We'll uh, see you guys again next week with hopefully some other variety here. Yeah, we're kind of running ragged. (laughs) (laughs) Won't you be my neighbor? Good watch. Good night, y'all. Have a good week. Good luck. Yeah, who's the people?